Good evening. How unfortunate that yet again you find yourself at my doorstep. Perhaps my tales of monsters and things that go bump in the night have not instilled enough fear in you that you seek me out yet once again. Alas, here you are, and we must discuss the monster of the week. The devil baby of Hull House. <laughs> <coughs> so, the Devil Baby of Whole House is yet another one that's kind of in my back door, or backyard, I guess you'd say. Uh, it's one of those stories that I grew up being told because it takes place in Chicago. As a child who grew up and around the Chicago area, I would defy any to uh, not know about the, the whole house itself let alone the baby that supposedly haunts its attic. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot more to this than I was initially anticipating. Uh, so we're going to get through as much as we can, but it's kind of led me down a bit of a rabbit hole here. So I guess where I wanted to start off with, with was the idea of a baby of the devil or a child that has been born through the copulation between either um, the mother and the devil himself or of a child uh, possessed or haunted or um, otherwise uh, maligned by a satanic force. It wasn't necessarily the intention because I thought the devil baby of whole house would be a relatively light topic, but as we get into it here, you're going to find out mm, it might have ties into other things, and I figured let's lump a few things together here. So, the bulk of the information is going to come from an article written by one of the whole house uh, co-founders, Jane Adams herself, uh, written in The Atlantic, um, back in October of 1916. We'll get into her description right here. Quote, The knowledge of the existence of the devil baby burst upon the residence of Hull House one day when three Italian women, with an excited rush through the door, demanded that he be shown to them. No amount of denial convinced them that he was not there, for they knew exactly what he was like with his cloven hooves, his pointed ears, and diminutive tail. Moreover, the devil baby had been able to speak as soon as he was born and was most shockingly profane. The three women were but the forerunners of a veritable multitude. For six weeks, the streams of visitors from every part of the city and suburbs to this mythical baby poured in all day long and so far into the night that the regular activities of the settlement were almost swamped. The Italian version, with a hundred variations, dealt with a pious Italian girl married to an atheist. Her husband vehemently tore a holy picture from the bedroom wall, saying that he would quite as soon have a devil in the house as that, whereupon the devil incarnated himself in her coming child. As soon as the devil baby was born, he ran about the table, shaking his finger in deep reproach at his father, who finally caught him and in fear and trembling brought him to whole house. When the residents there, in spite of the baby's shocking appearance, wishing to save his soul, took him to church for baptism, they found that the shawl was empty and the devil baby, felling from the holy water, ran lightly over the backs of the pews. The Jewish version, again with variations, 
was to the effect that the father of six daughters had said before the birth of a seventh child that he would rather have a devil in the house than another girl, whereupon the devil baby promptly appeared. Save for a red automobile, which occasionally figured into the story, and a stray cigar, which, in some versions, the newborn child snatched from his father's lips, the tale might have been fashioned a thousand years ago. End quote. So, <clears throat> what makes this story more prominent than, say, other versions, like the Jersey Devil, which shares a great shocking number of similarities? Um, I guess the fact that this story takes place in such a ho house of such repute. Um, for those not in the know, and this kind of sparked my own curiosity. I had known about Whole House and, and what its deal was, but in doing research for this episode, I was just overwhelmed of the story of the two founders, uh, Jane Addams and Ellen Gates Starr, and all the tremendous good they did in social work uh, in the early uh, 20th century there. It was just... Uh, astounding to read everything that they've done and i'm probably going to be doing its own episode for uh, the unwashed asses with this this uh, building and the work they did in particular so <clears throat> the haunting of whole house is a story that came about in 1913 whole house itself was founded back in <clears throat> um 1889 i believe it was it had been uh rented to again jane adams and ellen gates star um, by the daughter of um trying to find it back here I, I don't have all the notes together so i apologize um da, 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 da. whole house was located in chicago and took its name from the italianate mansion built by real estate magnate Charles Gerald Hull at 800 South Halstead Street in 1856. <clears throat> um, Charles Hull granted his former home to his niece, niece, Helen Culver, who in turn granted it to Adams on a 25-year rent-free lease. By 1907, Adams had acquired another 13 buildings surrounding Hull's mansion. Between 1889 and 1935, Adams and Ellen Gates Starr continuously redeveloped the building. Um, the article on Wikipedia gives a lot of good insight into this, as does the um, <clears throat> hullhouse.uic.edu uh, site, which is uh, the Jane Adams Hull House Museum site. Um, so yeah, this was a very, very reputable, uh, essentially campus that took in immigrants and women and children that were, um, not necessarily despised, but would have been shunned by society in a time when, um, you know, verging on, you know, the Great Depression, World War One, and, um, leading up until its closure of 2012, were very tumultuous times in American history. And so, as such, people needed help, and the, the two women running Whole House offered help to said people. So, as for why it is reported that the devil baby of Whole House became a thing there, 
There's no concrete answer. The only theory I have is that Whole House had a number of detractors, people that sought to tear down the work of these two great women and deter them in their um, objectives of doing things like workers' rights and women's right to vote and um, getting children out of factories and sweatshops and, and uh, essentially seeking out to change a lot of foundations that America itself had been built on. But taken from the Jane uh, Addams Whole House Museum site itself, um, quote, starting in the summer of 1913, Jane Addams and the residents of the Whole House settlement grappled with an onslaught of visitors who came seeking the, quote, devil baby. An imagined infant who is rumored to have been born out of a fatherly curse in the neighborhood and hidden away at Whole House. While Adams made clear that there were no such baby at the settlement, she valued the meanings embedded in the tale for immigrants and used the story to frame social problems made clear during the course of the episode. Adams was a persuasive and eloquent writer. Over the course of her lifetime, she published 11 books and hundreds of articles addressing the pressing issues of her time. Through her writing, she was able to convey the details of neighborhood life in a way that gave dignity to the human dramas she encountered. The uncanny episode of the Devil Baby became a way to discuss the plights of immigrants in the community and deal with issues of gender, aging, poverty, folklore, and memory. And that's something we see a great deal of in this uh, article on The Atlantic, uh, written by Jane Addams herself, where while being rather lengthy, she uh, ascribes essentially several metaphors uh, that were stories based on elderly women that she had spoken to and that the what the devil baby represented was something different to each of them. But ultimately, it united each of the women in a sense that it gave them reason to speak out and uh, share their burdens to Jane Addams herself. In one instance, the devil baby devil baby represented the sins of the husband uh, visited upon the wife and this is an old proverb in christian theology that the sins of the father shall be visited upon the children and in the case of this particular woman it was a matter of there's no delicate way to put this but back in the day a lot of guys beat their women, especially in impoverished settings. Uh, these were times when, according to Jane Adams herself, when men would get paid, the idea was that they would take their uh, paycheck home to the wife, who would then take care of the finances. But there were men who would dip into their pay envelope first and go gambling and go drinking. And to take care of their frustrations at their lot in life would take it out on the women and children, beating and murdering and raping, and it was an awful time. And ultimately, in some cases, it was believed that this devil child was the embodiment of that sin. It was just pure pure evil uh, filtered through this, this hateful father figure, husband figure, and... Um, ultimately acting as a punishment upon the woman who, uh, I don't know if it was just a matter that she couldn't escape the situation or wouldn't escape the situation. Yet in another case, the devil baby represents something more positive. Um, in the tale of a, a woman who had lost her son to a life sentence in the penitentiary, she could relate to a mother giving birth to something 
viewed as evil and loving it no matter the case because it was still their child. And quoting directly from Jane Addams' article here, quote, The vivid interest of so many old women in the story of the devil baby may have been an unconscious, although powerful, testimony that tragic experiences gradually become dressed in such trappings in order that their spent agony may prove of some use to a world which learns at the hardest, and that the strivings and sufferings of men and women long since dead, their emotion no longer connected with flesh and blood, are thus transmuted into legendary wisdom. The young are forced to heed the warning in such a tale, although for the part it is so easy for them to disregard the words of the age, that the old women who came to visit the devil baby believed that the story would secure them a hearing at home was evident, and as they prepared themselves with every detail of it, their faces shone with a timid satisfaction. Their features, worn and scarred by harsh living, even as effigies built into the floor of an old church become dim and defaced by rough-shod feet, grew poignant and solemn. In the midst of their double bewilderment, both that the younger generation were walking in such stranger paths and that no one would listen to them, for one moment there flickered up that last hope of a disappointed life, that it may at least serve as a warning while affording material for exciting narrations. End quote. Despite there being regular visitors to come see the devil baby itself, not all were women... Um, I guess, seeking to make sense of their own tragic lives. There were many that were just spectators, folks that were looking for a laugh and a story. And um, as I, I, I can't emphasize enough here, you need to read this article at The Atlantic. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's just a fantastic read throughout. But it became more of a circus or carnival feeling, people going to see the freak show. Uh, quote, Throughout six weeks, as I went about Hull House, I would hear a voice at the telephone repeating for the hundredth time that day, No, there is no such baby. No, we never had it here. No, he couldn't have seen it for 50 cents. We didn't send it anywhere, because we never had it. I don't mean to say that your sister-in-law lied, but there must be some mistake. It's no use getting up an excursion for Milwaukee, for there isn't any devil baby at Hull House. We can't give reduced rates because we're not exhibiting anything. But these were not restricted to just phone calls. People would come to the door demanding to be seen, demanding to see the baby with such stories as, why do you let so many people believe it if it isn't here? We've taken three lines of cars to come and we have as much right to see it as anybody else. This is a pretty big place. Of course you could hide it easy enough. What are you saying that for? Are you gonna raise the price of admission? Yet in some instances, it wasn't just a matter of curiosity, but folks seeking a lesson to be learned. There were stories of women bringing their shame-faced husband to see sins made manifest by their own wicked deeds, only to be turned, around, turned away by the staff at the whole house. Ultimately, the many stories surrounding whole house's devil were just that, stories. While initially annoyed by the folks beating at the door to see this reported devil baby and other ghosts and hauntings that are reported to lurk at Hull House. 
Jane Addams is said to have been more amused than frightened by it and used such stories and the people that came seeking them out to fuel the fire for her works and the case of the devil baby itself was used in several books most notably though was the long road of woman's memory and i guess that's what's going to lead us into our other segue here because there's not much history to the devil baby of whole house um, but its impact on popular culture has been long standing while there have been other stories of devil babies or babies born of the devil most notably we have the jersey devil which uh, i'm just going to do a short snippet because i want to do a full episode on this uh, particular creature uh according to pop quote quoting from wikipedia here uh, quote according to popular folklore the jersey devil originated with a pine barrens resident named jane leeds known as mother leeds the legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children, and after finding she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. During 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, it beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch and the child's father was the devil himself. Some versions of the legend also state that there was subsequently an attempt by local clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. But aside from the Jersey Devil, there are other examples like the dailymail.co.uk publishing a story back on October 29th in 2012 about Colombian parents whose child can walk at four weeks and breathes fire. They believe he was possessed by the devil himself. Throughout history, we have stories littered as such. But popular culture, as I was alluding to before, latched onto it. Most notably, we have Rosemary's Baby, a story um, written in 1967 by American writer uh, Ira Levin, which was then turned into a series of films with sequels not necessarily based on the original, but kind of carrying on. With the idea being that uh, Rosemary Woodhouse and her husband uh, Guy, being a struggling actor, had just moved into the town of Bramford and made friends with uh, some neighbors. Some strange things are abound, and before you know it, they find out the neighbors are involved in a satanic cult, and Rosemary herself has given birth to the devil. Other stories like um, The Omen, about the... Antichrist being birthed into a family of influence and power uh, so that he may take over the world itself and then leading into another story of good omens by uh, wonderful author Neil Gaiman of a similar concept with the idea being that the Antichrist a child born of woman and the devil is set to rise to power and uh, take over the earth uh, at the end of times. The Antichrist himself isn't just necessarily a more recent supernatural figure, but is based heavily in Christian theology, um, as well as several other religions, including Judaism, Islam, and Baha'i culture. The idea being that the Antichrist will rise up at the end of times to rule over the earth for 
depending on some religions, three and a half years before he is slain by Jesus in the second coming of Christ. But ultimately, all these stories do break down to the same central theme, that being that a woman is impregnated by the, the seed of the devil and will bring about the end times by birthing the Antichrist. In other popular culture, we see songs like that of... Um, my personal favorite band, Ghost, uh, with Monstrance Clock being a damn near step-by-step -step guide about how to bring about the birth of the Antichrist and uh, that we must come together as one. We must come together for Lucifer's son. All in all, they make for fantastic uh, fodder for stories. The idea being that the End of times can be brought about by paranormal forces influencing themselves on otherwise normal relations, or that the sins of a parent may be visited on the child as a form of punishment to the parents themselves. Either way, there's a lot of uh, biblical theology at play here, and and reasoning, uh, you know, divine punishment for sins, be it as they may. But in the end, they still make for good, spooky stories. And that's where we're going to leave The Devil Baby of Whole House. Again, I highly recommend that you check out The Whole House itself and read about the two ladies that had founded it, uh, Jane Addams and uh, Ellen Gates Starr. Their work was uh, vastly important in the progression of our, our country, as well as an impact on the world at large. So despite their memory not necessarily being tainted, but definitely attached to something supernatural, there is a lot of good that came out of the home itself and, and, and the women and employees that worked there. But that will do it for now. Uh, next week, sure, why not? Let's double down on some baby devils and let's learn about that Jersey devil. But until next time, keep your doors locked, your windows shuttered, and your children not possessed by the devil? <laughs>